Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and I'm here to take you under my wing and show you how to create the kind of visibility and reputation you've always dreamed of for your business or yourself. Through my decades of experience launching and managing brands for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and running my own public relations agency, I know that small and medium-sized businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies and tactics that big companies use to attract attention. I'll be interviewing successful entrepreneurs, marketing pros, and members of the media, and offering actionable tips of my own so you can learn how to do just that. So if you're looking for an effective way to get the word out and build a solid reputation for your brand, look no further. You found it. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of The Path to Visibility, a podcast for people who are interested in learning simple, proven, affordable ways to build a small business or personal brand. Today, we're talking about the value of being quoted in the media and how to make that happen. As a public relations consultant, I'm often asked for advice on how to get media coverage. Could be for a product or a service, a company, or even an individual who wants to build a personal brand. So I thought this would be a good first topic to kick off my podcast. If you know me, you know I've been helping businesses and people get in the media for many years. Over the years, I developed an approach that works very well. I've thoroughly tested it and used it to launch dozens of products, from Windows 95 to the American Express Rewards Program to Swiffer and Febreze, and then I refined it by helping small and medium-sized businesses in industries like consulting, mining, financial services, and others use public relations to help them achieve their business goals. If you want to know more about me, please check out episode one. It's just a short five-minute episode, but it explains my background and why I started this podcast. I'll link to it in the show notes. Anyway, back to today's topic. When people come to me for advice on how to get in the media, they usually have no idea what to do, and they're often intimidated by the thought of reaching out to a journalist. I'm happy to tell you, though, that getting in the media is not that difficult. Having said that, I realize anything can seem like climbing Mount Everest if you don't know much about it. To be honest, starting this podcast kind of seemed like climbing Mount Everest to me. It's a lot more work than I expected. But I'm excited and motivated, so I'm going for it. Anyway, I digress. While I was doing some podcast research with my target audience, which is anyone trying to build a small business or personal brand, I learned some interesting things. I interviewed about 25 people, and when I asked them what kind of results they're looking for from their marketing, what I heard back was they're eager to get more visibility, and they love to be known and sought after, to the point where their target audience reads about them in the news or hears about them somehow and gets in touch with them to learn more about them and what they do. That is the dream, because most people who are growing a small business or a personal brand are strapped for time and money, and they don't like to market themselves. Many of them don't even know how. Hearing this was actually music to my ears because I know that the true value of PR, when it is done properly, is exactly that. People will read about you or hear about you and then seek out your product or service or company. That's the result of good PR. And one of the tools in my PR toolkit to help accomplish this is media coverage. So I thought that talking about the benefits of media coverage and how to make it happen would be a good way to introduce the value of public relations. As I mentioned, I've done PR for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and I know that small businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies that big companies use to attract attention. Importantly, though, you don't need big company resources to get media coverage. You also don't need a big budget or a big team. 
That's the beauty of public relations. You can do it yourself if you know how. In fact, it can be as simple as reaching out to a journalist with a relevant comment about a story they wrote, because that's what media pitching is. It's just calling, emailing, or even messaging or tweeting at a journalist, you know, with a topical comment or an idea that's relevant to their audience and fits with what they cover. And let me just mention that in my opinion, getting quoted in the media is the fastest and easiest way to benefit from media coverage. There are other ways, like trying to make your story, product, company, or yourself the subject of a media story, or submitting an article that you actually write to a news outlet for publication, something like Forbes or Huffington Post. But those approaches require more work. They are very doable, and I will cover them in a future episode. But you can get a lot out of being quoted in the media. So I wanted to start there. And it's less work than writing and submitting an article or getting a journalist to write a feature about you or your business. Now, I know that being quoted in the media sounds like a fundamentally good thing, but it helps to understand the benefits and a few of the pitfalls so that you know how to make the most out of every opportunity. The first benefit of being quoted in the media is that it builds credibility. Now, you may be thinking, wait a second, I thought trust in the media was low. It's true, fake news concerns are at an all-time high, but getting quoted by a credible media outlet is still one of the best ways to build visibility and reputation. That's because you receive an indirect endorsement when you're quoted by a news source that's trusted by your audience. It's kind of like you get the good housekeeping seal of approval from that media outlet. And here's an interesting thing to note. While it's great to be quoted in a popular mainstream news outlet like the Wall Street Journal or CNN, as you can imagine, there's a lot of competition for those opportunities. But from a PR point of view, that's okay because it's also beneficial to be quoted in less popular places like industry newsletters, alumni publications, local radio shows, or community papers, for example. Any news source is valuable as long as it is seen and respected by your target audience. That is an important thing to note, so I'm just going to say it again. Any news source is valuable as long as it is seen and respected by your target audience. And there are a lot of small publications out there. For example, there are over 7,000 community papers in the U.S. Those are the papers that get dropped on your doorstep in your neighborhood. The average circulation, according to the National Newspaper Association, is 6,500 for each copy. And each one is also read by approximately 2.3 people on average. So that means that about 15,000 people on average read each issue of a U.S. community paper. One of the cool things about these smaller publications is that people tend to hold on to them and read them over time. And in the process, they get seen by more people. So 7,000 community papers times 15,000 readers each means that 105 million people read community papers in the U.S. And smaller publications, they need a regular flow of content and quotable sources just like bigger media outlets, but the competition to get into them is much lower. So when you're considering working with a media outlet of any kind, it's a good idea to look for the distribution details on their website or ask for their reach because it may go far beyond what you'd expect. Another small type of publication that's worth being quoted in is the industry publication for your profession or niche. So like in the marketing world, that would be something like Advertising Age. In the PR world, that's my world. It would be something like O'Dwyer's Newsletter. For a lawyer, it could be Lexpert. And for an accountant, it could be something like CMA Magazine, which is the official publication of the Chartered Professional Accountants Association of Canada. Every industry has these types of publications. People follow industry news to stay on top of current trends and research. But here's another insight that I learned from years of doing public relations. When a big publication like the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times is looking to quote an expert, they often look at these niche industry publications to find one. 
like community papers, the competition to be quoted in these types of publications is low, but appearing in one will help you stand out among your competitors. And it may also help you get found by a mainstream reporter that you didn't even know was doing a story on a topic that you're well-suited to comment on. And they may reach out to you. It happens all the time. And that leads me to the second benefit of being quoted in the media, which is that people will perceive you differently. Out of nowhere, you'll be seen as an authority. It's pretty crazy. You're the same person you were yesterday, but all of a sudden you're being called an expert. And once that happens, it tends to stick. And bonus, like I said, journalists look at each other's work. So after one news outlet quotes you, others may reach out to you as well, because now you're an expert. And it's not just media that notice. Depending on where you're quoted, other people will notice as well, like your friends, your family, colleagues, and of course, your clients and customers. And they'll be impressed. I can speak from personal experience on this because I've not only advised clients and colleagues who have been quoted in the media, I've been quoted myself many times as a company spokesperson for Procter & Gamble when I worked there and as a public relations expert running my own agency for 10 years. I'm always surprised at who sees my quotes and how far-reaching their impact can be, especially when social media is used as an amplifier, which we'll get to in a bit. But the bottom line is getting quoted in the media will benefit your business. It'll elevate your stature in your community and beyond, and it'll make your family proud. After doing PR for clients, I've often heard somebody say about a person who's been quoted in the media, oh yeah, I've heard of them. They're doing really, really well. I read about them in the media. This goes beyond credibility. It's about perception. And the average person has no idea that public relations plays a significant role in creating news. That is a great segue to the third benefit of getting quoted in the media, which is that it helps you build awareness for your product, service, company, or personal brand. That's obviously a good thing because building awareness helps you become known and sought after, which is one of the reasons you wanted media coverage in the first place. So awareness is a big plus as long as that awareness reaches your target audience. I mean, it's great to have general awareness, but it's more beneficial to have awareness with the audience you're trying to reach. So assuming that you're quoted in a media outlet your audience knows and respects, that's a very beneficial thing. And you can do a lot with it. First of all, you can amplify the reach beyond just the people who see it in the original news outlet. You can do this by posting it on your company or personal social channels, on your website. And if you do this right, it can help grow your following on social media. How? This is where I feel like people sometimes make an error. Media coverage makes for very good social media content, but it can also come across as irrelevant and kind of braggy. I often see social posts that fall flat, but could have gotten way more views or engagement if a different approach had been taken. What do I mean by that? Well, have you ever seen a post that says something like, thrilled to be a guest on XTV show or delighted to be featured in Y Magazine, and then there's a link to the article? I'm guessing we've all seen those posts. What is your reaction to this? Do you immediately want to check out the story they're referring to? Or do you like the post to be nice because this is someone you follow and then just keep scrolling because that kind of comment does very little to make you want to read the article? I think that's a common reaction. But there is a way to get more people reading it. And that is to pull something interesting from the article itself and use that in the post. If you make your post interesting and informative and not just self-congratulatory, you have a better chance of intriguing your audience enough that they will want to click on the article and read it. And then when they do, they'll see your quote. They'll even be more likely to comment about it in your social post because they've discovered it on their own in a way that's relevant to them. I've done this many times for small business clients with great results. I've seen media posts get thousands of views this way, good engagement, 
And this strategy also helps increase followers. Just a quick example, one of my clients for several years was a small mining company. They are in the early stages of developing a nickel mine that will eventually help create batteries for electric vehicles. Small companies are major offenders of this generic thrill to be quoted in approach to sharing media coverage. When they do, their posts often go unnoticed. My client was a very small company, but they were able to consistently attract attention by sharing articles on social media when one of their senior executives was quoted. What we would do is we would caption some interesting and substantive aspect of the article with a link to the whole thing. And this made their story much more interesting, so it got a lot of views. And the fact that they were being quoted in the media was impressive, so people commented. And they were much more likely to pay attention and want to keep up to date with their activities as a result of this, so they followed the company and its executives. And this grew their following and created momentum and a larger audience for future news coverage. Okay, let's go on to benefit number four of being quoted in the media, which is that it can help you reach a specific target audience. Let's say, for example, that you're a productivity coach and your ideal client is a small business owner. If that's the case, you could focus your media pitching on places where small businesses go for information. That could be Inc. Magazine or the small business section of your local newspaper or even a newsletter published by your local chamber of commerce. So ask yourself, where do your current or potential customers or clients go for information? If you don't know, you can ask them. You can do it in conversation or you can do it through a survey. You can also go into communities where your target customer hangs out on sites like Facebook, Quora, or even Reddit and ask there. Or you can look for places where your competitors have been quoted. There are many ways to do this. Most companies, coaches, and consultants have a section on their website where they feature media coverage. So you can easily see and take note of where your competitors or companies in similar businesses have been quoted or covered by the media. You can also search the name of a similar company or competitor and then hit the Google News tab that will reveal any news story they've been quoted or featured in over the last few years. Getting into articles related to what you do is a very effective strategy for reaching your target audience. And again, the outlets don't have to be hugely popular because they are highly targeted towards your customer. It's a good practice to identify and get to know the publications and journalists that cover your business category. To get started, just go to the website of any newspaper and look at the various subjects listed on the banner across the top. Pick the one that's most relevant and look in that section for articles that relate to what you do. Not every category has its own dedicated media, but many do, like business, health, real estate, fashion, technology, the arts, education. So you can check there for media that cover your topic. Okay, let's move on to the fifth benefit of being quoted in the media, and that is traffic. When you're quoted in the media as an expert, your company name is also mentioned. And if people are interested in what you have to say, they will often look you up on LinkedIn or Twitter, or they may check out your company website. So for this reason, it's a good idea to ensure that your profiles, whether that's LinkedIn or Twitter, Facebook, and your website include your contact information. They may also want to follow you on social media. So make sure your social handles are front and center on your website. And if you're building an email list, they may sign up for that if you make it easy and appealing for them to do so. You can do this by offering them an opportunity to stay up to date on company news releases by signing up for the email list, or you can give them a useful and downloadable PDF if they sign up. Obviously, if you're selling something, they'll see that as well, which is good. But I'd caution you about how you treat the first encounter you have with someone who finds you through media coverage. It's better to think of that as a relationship starter because people generally need time to make a purchase decision. But you have attracted their attention and they've sought you out and that gives you an opportunity to spread your message 
and build a relationship and ideally, eventually sell them on a product, a service, or even some type of an idea if that's what you're actually selling. So being quoted in the media not only gets you noticed, it also provides a way for you to build a platform, grow your email list, and build your audience. When people opt into your communication vehicles, whether you're a coach, a consultant, or a small business, you'll be able to spread the word more easily about what you do and potentially attract more customers or clients. Now let's talk about how to make your media quote happen. The first step, which we've already touched on a little bit, is to make sure you know your target audience. If you've identified an ideal customer or client for your business, start by reviewing that. You may have already outlined their preferred media sources. If not, as I mentioned earlier, do a little research either with your actual customer or if you're just starting out, you can ask a few people that you know who represent your ideal customer some questions about where they get their information. So let's say you're in the health or nutrition business. You can ask basic questions like, where do you get your news? Because it's helpful to know what general news publications your target audience goes to for information. And then you can just ask them, what if any information sources do you consult for information about health and nutrition? Do you read any blogs or newsletters on the topic? This type of research can give you quite a lot of information, so don't be shy about it. If you ask people about this and they say they don't know, just take a minute to casually prompt them. If you say something like, where do you get your news? And they say they don't know, then you can say something like, well, do you read the New York Times? Is there a local newspaper that you read or go to online? And then pause. That will give them some thinking time. And if they are thinking, they will often respond. Then say something like, okay, how about news related to health and nutrition? Where do you go for that? And then just listen and be comfortable with silence because again, they may be thinking. Give this a try because I've done it a lot, both formally and informally, and the results can be really helpful. Okay, step two for making your media quote happen is to start a media list. Once you have two to three news sources that your audience looks to for information, and remember, these may not be your favorite news sources, but it's where they go for information that matters, you want to start a list of the news outlets you'd like to be quoted in. If you want to give yourself inspiration, think about your website and social feeds and what media would you like to feature there? You can start with those or just put them on your list for future reference. Next, you want to find one journalist at each media outlet to approach. You're not looking for an editor. You should pitch a reporter when you're looking to be quoted. Editors assign stories. They don't write them. So where to start? Well, if you know the name of a reporter and you'd like to find their contact information, then you can just Google their name and the name of the media outlet they're associated with. That should take you to their bio and Twitter account. If you don't have the names of a reporter who cover what you do, it can sometimes be a challenge to find the right one. But I've got your back. Here are some helpful tips. As I mentioned earlier, a good place to start is by searching the name of a company similar to yours or a competitor, and then hit the Google News tab. Look at the articles that appear. Find one that's relevant and note the name of the reporter who wrote it. You can usually find a reporter's contact information just by clicking that name. But if not, Google the name of the reporter, that person that you just found, and the word Twitter. Most journalists have their contact information in their Twitter bio, or if they don't have their contact information there, they have their DMs open, which means that you can reach them directly through Twitter. This is how you start a relevant and highly valuable media list, which you'll build over time, and the contacts will evolve into coveted media relationships that you will grow and nurture. Next, you want to set up your media list so it's easy to find the information you're looking for when you want to pitch a journalist. 
You want to set it up like a spreadsheet with a section for all the information you're collecting, which will include the journalist's name, their media outlet, their contact information, so like their email and maybe their phone number if it's available, their Twitter handle, and then a notes section where you can put information about your interaction with them. I've actually created a template for this to save you some time. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Now that you're organized with a few reporters' names and their contact details, it's time to think about how to pitch yourself to be quoted by one of the media outlets on your list. If you can, at this point, set aside some time to learn about each of the reporters on your list and see what they're writing about. It's also a good idea to keep on top of their content, and you can do this just by browsing their publication like once a week or so and reading their articles. They usually probably just have one or two. If you're on Twitter, follow them there. Many media post what they write on Twitter, but not always, so don't rely on that for coverage. Following them on Twitter, though, will also help you get to know their personality, their writing style, the type of stories they cover, and you'll get a sense of their beat, which is the industry word for the topic they cover. I'm planning a future episode all about how to use Twitter for public relations, so if you're not on Twitter, please stay tuned. And then when you see something that a reporter has written and you have an opinion on it, or feel that you could have contributed in some way to the article. That's when you know it's time to pitch. Let me just clarify one thing at this point, and that is that when you're pitching a quote to a journalist for an article that they've already written, I'm proposing you do that so that either they will update the article and add your quote to it, because in today's electronic age, that is very possible and often what is done, or they will take your point of view under advisement and use it in a future article because they're writing on that topic on a regular or semi-regular basis, and it's something that they may find relevant for the future. So now let's talk about pitching. When you pitch a journalist, it's very important to be brief. You have to get to the point quickly, because media work on deadlines and they don't have time to waste. They get a lot of email every day, and they're very selective about what they read. So most of the email ends up in the trash. To prevent that from happening to you, Make your subject line direct and your pitch short and to the point. It should include your point of view, why it's relevant, and your credentials. And, you know, be a little provocative if you can, but polite. And include your contact information. That's all, just maybe five or six lines in total. It's also important to know that a journalist will check your credentials if they like what they see in your email. So be sure to add your expertise to your LinkedIn profile before you start pitching media and keep your LinkedIn profile up to date. If your pitch is of interest to the journalist, they'll either call you or respond to your email. They may even ask you to submit your quote through email. If they reach out, ask them for their deadline so you know how long you have to respond. Likely it'll be hours, not days. And it's really important that you don't miss the deadline because you will only get one chance to make a good first impression. If you don't hear back, it's okay to follow up once, but keep that short. I usually find the email I sent and forward that with a short note, something like, I'm just following up on the message below. The details are right there, so you don't have to repeat them. Media appreciate brevity. If that doesn't result in a response, then move on. There will be a next time, and you can try again. Eventually, you will succeed. If you do submit a quote, the journalist may let you know if they're going to use it. If they do, thank them, and it's fine to ask when the article will be published. If you don't hear back, and you may not, just keep an eye out, and when you see the article, if it does include your comment, Send a quick email to thank the journalist for including your point of view and compliment the story if you like it. This is also a good time to offer them your contact information and a brief one to two line paragraph that describes your expertise and say you'd be happy to contribute a point of view anytime. 
Make a note on your media list of the interactions so that you're reminded of this placement when you want to reach out to that journalist in the future. Because as time goes by, it's easy to get confused about who you reached out to and when. And that is how you get quoted in the media. Before I go, one more thing. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there are services like HARO, H-A-R-O, which stands for Help a Reporter Out, and Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D, and Muckrack, and others, that connect journalists with sources for their stories. You can subscribe to any of these. Some are free, and others require a paid subscription. They are useful services. But I find that some of the requests come from obscure publications or blogs or sources that are blind, meaning that you don't know who is asking for a quote until it's published. Sometimes these blind requests are great, but other times they aren't. So it can still be worth responding, even if a source is blind or small. Obviously, we've covered that if you have the time. So I'll leave that up to you to assess. I hope you enjoyed today's topic and that you found it helpful. I'd love your feedback, so please leave a comment and let me know what you think. And of course, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. I'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care.